risk taker, businessman, sports and entertainment promoter, and passionate about making Florida the best place to live, shop, work, and play. It's time for the Joe Mullins Radio Show. What a beautiful weekend in the most beautiful state in the greatest country in the world. We are enjoying all of the beautiful things in the summer of uh, summer in Florida, one of the number one spots in the world. And you guys just heard last week a great episode on Florida Right to Life. And we talked about how this state is one of the largest tourism states in the country for kids. But yet we have some of the largest abortion numbers in the country. And you would like to listen to it. It's on podcasts. You can go to Facebook, Live Workshop, Play, and hear it. But it sparked us to reach out and talk to one of our greatest patriots, greatest people fighting for our state to bring strong, strong national representation to us and give us a voice. And that is with us today. We have got the great former governor of Florida and current senator of Florida, Senator Rick Scott, who showed us as governor, he brought more business coming in and brought more uh, structure to medical. He brought more structure to seniors. The guy is a true champion for this state. The people who have been here for a while, the people who are new to the area and the newborn kids. He truly fights for our community as much as you can. Leaders like him, we need. We're welcoming him today. He's going to give us some updates. He is up there. You just have no clue. The battles these guys as a commissioner i saw these guys fight so many obscure and weird battles with stuff that just made no sense senator scott welcome to the show well yeah it's always nice to be with you the most important thing i always want everybody to know is i've got nine offices in the state um that uh, any federal issue you're dealing with whether it's passports or visa or any of these issues uh give us a call we'll do everything we can to be helpful uh, we won for the, not me, but the team around Florida in these nine offices, won for the best constituent services team in the entire uh, House and Senate last year. So um, we're going to, and we want to keep getting better all the time. We have a great team. So call us and we'll do everything we can to help you. You know, Senator Scott, I do a lot of traveling around the state of Florida. I'm involved with a lot of uh, conservative organizations, a lot of business organizations, and your name pops up 90% of the time as being a true advocate and hero of uh, the economy and being smart, running the economy, smart budgets and stuff. You know, we, we never did talk about this the last time, um, but what committees nationally do you serve on? And then where is your focus nationally? I know I have heard a lot about you battling Biden's unbelievable financial uh, drain that he wants to put on our kids in the future. But tell us a little bit about some of the committees you had and any interesting things that have occurred lately. Sure. So I'm on armed services. Um, we have a big supporter of our military. My father uh, served in the Army. He was one of 3,000 people that did uh, the four combat jumps that the 82nd Airborne did. And then he fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He told me how bad the Germans, the foxholes, and the food was. So I joined the Navy at 18. And I had a great experience serving in the U.S. Navy. Uh, so we have 21 military bases and three unified commands in Florida. So I put a lot of effort in making sure that our military men and women have all the resources they need to be able to defend our freedom. So the, uh, and this right there, what we're doing now is we just finished the National Defense Authorization Act, which is how we decide what we're going to fund in our military every year. We just finished that a couple of weeks ago. So we'll come to the Senate floor. I'm on budget. I'll, I'll give you something interesting that happened today in budget. So 
Um, now, all of our committees are run by Democrats because Democrats have a majority in the Senate. It's 51-49. So they had a hearing on Social Security and Medicare. And let me, so the Democrats always want to say they're the ones that really care about Social Security and Medicare. But so let me just give an example on Social Security. Pre-COVID, which was 2019, to today, uh, we've had a 1.8% increase in our population. The Biden budget is up 2 trillion dollars now they go they go out there and say oh the you know democrats they really care about social security and medicare like so let's just take social security in the biden budget this year did he do anything one thing i asked everybody in the committee here today i said what do you think of joe biden's plan to save social security and they all said well he doesn't have a plan so think about this is increase the budget by $2 trillion. If he wanted to save this year's, make sure we fully fund this year's Social Security, um, it would have, to, of that $2 trillion, $145 billion would have had to go to that Social Security. He couldn't have done it. He could have proposed it. He didn't propose it at all. Um, so every problem up here, the Democrats wanted to just say, oh, we care and the Republicans don't. But they don't want to fix. They don't have any plan to fix Medicare. They actually cut $800 billion out of Medicare last fall. $800 billion out of Medicare last fall, right? So, uh, but they said they're the ones who care about it. They took $800 billion out of your Medicare program, and they didn't fund uh, Social Security when they could have, when they increased the budget by $2 trillion. I'm also on aging, uh, which is important to our state, and I'm on Homeland Security, which we are supposed to do the investigation. So things like Hunter Biden, we should invest to be investigating Hunter Biden or we should be investigating the cocaine at the White House. But because we have a Democrat president and Democrat Senate, we do no investigations. So there's no oversight by the U.S. Senate um, on any of the big issues with regard to the Biden administration, because the Democrats want to do nothing to embarrass uh, Joe Biden and what a bad job he's doing. You know, I, I, no, I was oh, co- oh, Joe, I forgot. I was on another committee. Yeah. I was on Commerce. But because I ran against Mitch McConnell, because I don't like the way the Senate's running, because, you know, he basically votes with the Democrats, he kicked me off commerce. Um, you know, I lost the election to him. Uh, he rushed the election to the next day. It was supposed to be, this was last November, it was supposed to be in uh, uh, January, like Kevin McCarthy's election was. He rushed it to the next day. And uh, I was, unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to get my message out. And I didn't win. Uh, I was optimistic uh, because I think most of us, Agree that uh, Mitch McConnell has not been a great uh, leader of the Republican caucus when he's continued to vote with the Democrats on a lot of a lot of issues. And uh, so because I ran against him, he kicked me off Commerce Committee. Now, think about that for a second. I've been on the Commerce Committee four years. I was the governor of the third biggest state. I've run the biggest business of anybody in the history of the Senate that's ever served in the U.S. Senate. I've run the biggest company when I was 40 and 285,000 employees. But I shouldn't be on Commerce. And Mitch McConnell is a lifelong politician who plays both sides. He turns around and says, listen, we need to make this deal. We're going to have to give some of this freedom away to be able to do this. And, and that's the stuff that I hate the most as a, a, a transparency just isn't there. And if you and I ran a business like that, we'd be ran out of it in no time at all. The investors, the Joe, owners would run we don't us get out. We, we don't get anything like the latest debt deal. There was there was nothing that I can say, oh, man, you should be so excited because we got this great debt deal where we're going to start controlling our debt. Now, we passed the House passed a bill 
it actually would have had some teeth in it uh, to solve the problem. Uh, but by the time they got through uh, the negotiations with the White House and with Chuck Schumer, we got we got nothing. Do people have to go back to work? No, no. I mean, so the, everything we worked hard uh, to get done and put in that uh, through the House, um, we lost. So. Who are some of your biggest obstacles in government? Uh, you know, the media plays so many different stories. They're playing you against, uh, you know, some of our Republicans up there. Who are some of your biggest problems or yeah. challenges to work yeah. with up there? Well, I, I look, I expect Biden and the Democrats to oppose because they just want big government. They don't have they don't care about any accountability. And so everything that happens, Biden blames it on somebody else. Um, Mitch McConnell, uh, and when I put on my plan, you can go to rescueamerica.com to rescue this country. He attacks me because he doesn't want a plan. He says, no, we're just going to run elections against how bad the Democrats are. I said, no, we, we should be telling people what we believe because that's how you win elections. And that's how you have a roadmap of what you should do after you win. But, you know, that, that's what frustrates me. We've got Republicans that voted for some of these horrible bills the last two years. The infrastructure bill, which had nothing to do with roads, bridges, and airports, is a Green New Deal bill. Uh, we had supposedly an anti-China bill that if you do business in China, it didn't stop you from doing business in China. Um, we had an omnibus bill that nobody read, three times the size of the Bible. The Republicans have voted for that, $1.7 trillion, 7,500 earmarks. So what I tell people is we've got a great Republican Party. We've got conservatives all over the country. We've got to have them in D.C. The things we run on we should do. I'm a checklist person. So if I say I was going to do this, I am hell bent on getting that done. And that's what you should expect out of you. You're elected. When people run for office, what are you going to do? What's your background? Should I, should I hire you to do you know, represent me? That's what you're doing. You you hired me when I ran, you hired me to represent you for the six years. I'm a U.S. Senator, the four years I was governor. Now I should do what I told you I was going to do. If not, you shouldn't vote for me. I agree totally, and and you have always been a man of your word. You, uh, you know, what I love is your hands-on approach. I definitely want you at the end to kind of recap what you're going to push, what you're pushing for the state of Florida and for the country. You've been a senator for a while. You've been fighting for some great things. What are some of the things that we can look forward to in Florida and in our nation that we can look forward to that you need us to support, and how can we support you? So first off, go to rescueamerica.com. You can look at the 12-point plan I put out. That's my that's my plan for the country, right? And all those things in there, I will be I will be working on. What's the big thing right now that we're dealing with is the debt ceiling and making sure banks are safe. Because right now we have to vote on a debt ceiling increase uh, in the next probably four months. And so I want to make sure that we start down the path of fiscal responsibility. So that's, I'm working with the Freedom Caucus in the House uh, on that. With regard to the banks, I'm, I'm working hard to get the Federal Reserve, Treasury, FDIC to do their job and make sure our banks are safe. Then, then on top of that, it's really how do we get our budget in order? Because if we can get our budget in order, we can preserve Medicare and Social Security and Medicaid and the programs we care about. And also, Create some accountability in D.C. So when we are going to spend money, we get something for it. It's your money. It's not, this is not free. It's so different than what I did in Florida. When I was governor of Florida, there was 4,000 lines to the budget in Florida. I went through every line every year, and we had a written purpose for every line. If it didn't meet its purpose, I vetoed the money the next year. So it created accountability. Guess what? People do their job if you have accountability. So here's how people can help me. Go to rescueamerica.com. Look at that and give me your thoughts. 
I'm also up for uh, re-election. Uh, my my uh, my election is next November. Uh, so you can go to Rick Scott for Florida. You can you can donate if you have resources to donate. You can volunteer. You can sign up to be a volunteer. You win elections by people helping you get the vote out. So that's the biggest thing I can. I you know we need people to just help us help us get the vote out. That's how you make sure there's not fraud in elections. Make sure how you get your votes. It's people helping you. We had last election, I had 7,000 volunteers, even though the Democrats tried to steal the election with, because of all these volunteers, they weren't able to, to do it. I love the accountability and the, the drive. And I've watched you work hard for the Republic. One, one thing I love to watch with you, I'll go to California, I'll go to Texas, I'll go up north. And there is Senator Scott. You're raising money. You're pulling the agenda. You are true to the agenda and you go out and you fight and you, you don't just talk about it. You don't have a great conversation or a great meeting or a great town hall. You go out and actually roll the sleeves up and go out and do the work. And that's something that is amazing. Now, with that, you also are a big target for getting attacked. And I always say, if there's a conservative that's being attacked on something, then he's probably doing something right. If the media is attacking him or media is going after him, he's probably a serious threat and they want to get rid of him and they go after him. You have done a phenomenal job just rising above the attacks, staying focused, staying on par, and you're delivering incredible results. So let's talk about the Medicare and Medicaid and the Social Security. That's obviously a huge thing for Florida because we're one of the leading states with seniors. And, you know, we're talking about the money deficit and how the Democrats, and that's what I hate about the media. They paint the Republicans that they don't care about seniors. And that's total lie because most seniors are Republicans, but they get in there and manipulate them. They say, oh, Social Security is going to be gone. Yet their actions, I'm watching them give trillions of dollars to illegal immigrants, people who aren't from this country. They're bringing them in. They're giving them money. And they're turning around fighting with trying to take care of seniors who most of them served in a war, defended our country, and we have freedom because of them. And that doesn't make any sense. And how is that battle? Um, I, I, it's got to be like talking to a wall up there when you speak to them on that budget committee. Well, this, uh, I have a bill uh, that would be protect seniors. Uh, number one, it says that, you know, we don't need 87,000 more IRS agents. We ought to take that money put it into Medicare and Social Security. Number two, um, it says anytime there's a way to save money on Medicare, we keep the savings in Medicare. We don't take that money and spend it someplace else, which is what the Democrats did last uh, September. Um, and then number three, it says it takes a two-thirds vote to reduce the benefits for Medicare and Social Security. So you would think the Democrats would be all on board because they want to say that they care about Medicare, but guess how many, how many Democratic co-sponsors I have? I have none. Because they, it's just it's just a talking point, and think when you when you cut Medicare and take the money out of the program, when you run up thirty two trillion dollars worth of debt, when you run deficits, when you see interest rates is over the next few years is going to interest expense of the federal government is going to surpass both Medicare and Social Security and defense, all three of them, then you say, yeah, do they really care? No. So if Joe Biden cared, he's the sitting president. He could make the proposal to fix it, but he doesn't care because as a sitting president, he's had, now I think he's what on his third, third uh, budget or no, it might be his fourth budget. Now uh, he's had no, I uh, know he's on uh, third. He has, has no plan to fix uh, social security and Medicare. So, but he'll talk you know, about the bring, game. He'll t- 
Yeah, you bring up Medicare, and I, I want to tell a story, and I, I love your input in on it. But I remember when my brother, uh, who ran the largest burn center in the world, it, it was, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to your, your organization and, and all the incredible team there. And he had put together a great team, uh, an incredible service. And he got pressure coming down from Biden uh, saying that if they didn't vaccinate or wear masks, with all their uh, staff. And my brother, you know, he said, look, if somebody wants to get medic- uh, vaccination, that's fine. I don't, I personally don't, I'm not going to make anyone that works for me do something that I don't, I don't want, I wouldn't do myself. And immediately that representative looked at my brother and said, we're going to cut Medicare. And my brother looked at him and that was the wrong thing to say to him. I remember him looking up and saying to him, then we will shut down this burn center and you will now shut down our 98% survival rate for indigence because we don't turn anyone away because of the way our organization runs. And it was battles for him to, to be able to do that because it's a profitable organization, but the Medicare and Medicaid helped make it happen. And he, Biden was ready to shut down one of the largest and most successful medical, uh, companies or medical uh, programs we have in the nation. Well, let me, um, Joe, here's what, here's what, think about what they've done. They, they rushed this vaccine. Hopefully it was helpful. Uh, we're going to find out over time. They should never have demanded it. We, they kicked people out of our military that didn't want to take it for religious or, or health reasons. Uh, they, they tried to charge them for any of their training. They, they're still not getting allowed back in. They, they gave some of them dishonorable discharges. I mean, this this was just big government, whether it was what the, what they did under Medicare, they tried to dictate everything, or what they did with their military, they tried to dictate everything. This is just Joe Biden, big government, telling us how we're supposed to lead our lives. That's not what our government is supposed to do. We don't work for them. They work for us. Uh, so we, we have got to stand up and we got to fight for our own individual rights. Uh, this has to stop where governments tells us how to lead our lives. They don't, they, they, you know, they, um, they actually, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say there's somebody in government smarter than us. I don't care. It's my life. I get to make my own choices. Senator Scott, I, I know we got to wrap up here and you've got a busy schedule and I really want to thank you for taking the time out to come up and give the update to all our listeners. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of tremendous amount of things going on in Orlando and Jacksonville and Tampa and in Miami. And what are some of the things we, we've got to keep you in office? Every big city I go to and we do a show, where we speak to someone. They're talking about the importance of keeping this state financially safe and sound. What are some of the things that you've got put ahead that you and the next term you're going to get, which we know 100 percent, we have to keep you in there. We have to keep you going. You got a big election next year. You've done a phenomenal job. What are some of the things we'll, we get to look forward to to see you stand and bring back to Florida? We've got to get inflation under control. All right. We've got we got to make sure we make sure we have an accountable education system where our kids get the best education in the world. We've got to do everything we can to support our law enforcement so we have safe communities. We've got to support our military so we have our, uh, you know, we get somebody that's going to preserve our rights. We've got to preserve democracy and freedom in Latin America because it's a national security interest. We've got to make sure we su- we support democracies around the world to the extent we can, but they've got to do their part. Um, we've got to stop buying anything from China. 
China has decided to be our enemy and wants to destroy our way of life. Uh, so those, uh, those are the big things I focus on. I also focus, I just got back from Israel. Uh, it's, a, it's a thriving democracy, the only one in the Middle East. And we've got to do whatever we can to be able to help, help them. Some great things coming up. Now, how can the public, how can the residents of the greatest state in the country, uh, the greatest state in the world, or country in the world, help support you? And what can we do to help you to continue this path? Go to go to rickscott.com. Um, you can go there and you can, um, you can you know, volunteer um, uh, and, you know, it just and be vocal. I tell people. I, this is representative government. Let me know issues you're dealing with, and I'll do everything I can to be helpful. You know, Senator Scott, you mentioned about all the offices and the support. One thing I will say as a county commissioner serving under you as a governor, I had the privilege to serve. And then also as you as a senator, I have never in my life worked with a, a person that checked on us as much. Your staff checked on us. You checked on the communities. You And that's every county in Florida they are very aggressive and want to come out. I mean, I, continually, they'd reach out, have days where they'd meet with us, uh, listen to concerns, and call me and check with me on, and do that. That is true leadership, and I want to thank you for that. And as a commissioner, I'll tell the public over and over again, if you want our voices heard, your voices, our voices You've got to go all the way up national and fight to bring that back. Because if we don't have leaders like Senator Scott up there, majority of our money, the majority of our benefits and good fruits of our labor are going to go out west to states that are doing it wrong. They don't care. And they're going to drain us. And we're going to end up sinking with that ship. Senator Scott, thank you so much for being a true hero and fighting for our great sake. Thanks, Joe. And thanks for your hard work. And thanks for what you do to take care of um, the citizens you represent and the message you're getting all across the state and the country. We welcome you anytime and would love another update coming up soon. And I encourage everyone to reach out and uh, go to Senator Scott's webpage. I get these great email updates. You can register for them and they'll keep you informed. He is truly fighting for our great country and our great state. And it benefits us all. Thank you, Senator Scott. All right. Have a great day. Be careful. Bye-bye. Thank you. Florida, the reason it is so important to have great, strong leadership. And I say this over and over again, and I'll repeat it all through the show. We have to have leaders that go to the state level, that go from the counties that go to the state level, from the state level that go to the federal level, from the federal level that go to the rest of the world and country and defend and fight to bring back money, programs, and keep services strong for our state. On our level, we've got a great governor you've seen. He fought hard to keep us open. He fought hard to keep this state moving and going. We've had great regional state reps, and uh, we've got the Speaker of the House, Paul Renner. We've got Senator Travis Hudson and many others around Senator Tom Wright. And we've got um, Congressman Mike Waltz. We've got Congressman Byron Donalds. We've, uh, you know, I just name them all day long. Corey Mills. We also have uh, State Representative Tom Lee, who is going to be running for senator. I'm very proud of Tom. Tom fights hard. He's, he checks on us all the time. You don't have to be in his district. A typical comment by most politicians is that's not my district. That's not my area. We are fortunate to not have that kind of excuse made when we go to them 
and ask for help. Um, he has many different offices throughout the state. He also has a campaign page. If you reach out and it's politically uh, driven and you need some help, go to those. Senator Scott's got a big election coming up next year. Now, we've given the information of how to contact him if it's political, politically oriented or, or related. People want to help uh, with his reelection. They want to send money. They want to get involved. They want to fight. For, to, to be a true patriot and fight for our freedom. At the end of the day, we need true people that are fighting for our seniors, fighting for our families that are currently working, fighting for our tax dollars to bring them back, bringing great infrastructure money back to the communities, and then also battling for our kids' future. That is probably the most important because my fear is just in a matter of time, what you and I called freedom and what we're used to is going to become so foreign and so unaccessible and unavailable to our kids. And we need to be able to put strong leaders like that in place who will be strong voices for us while we work our hard jobs and we're bringing money home and trying to raise our families and move forward. Live work, shop, and play. Have a great weekend. Live, shop, play radio show paid for by the Joe Mullins Companies.